And that's why I hit pause. And that's why I said, we gotta, we gotta stop this train before it, stop this train, John Mayer song. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a complete tangent, but John Mayer's new album comes out on my birthday, July 16th. If you're listening to this, the day it goes live, John Mayer's new album is out. He dropped it for my birthday. Thank you so much, King. Okay. Welcome to Peking. I'm Jess, your host, and maybe even your new best friend. And on each episode of Peking, through conversations with my guests, myself, and my listeners, I'm going to be exploring those low moments in life that are actually our greatest chances to peak. It's the podcast I've been missing, and I have a feeling I'm not the only one. The type of self-help that doesn't take itself too seriously. This is Peking. The OG partner on Peking is back for another shout out. It's Spite Candles. You guys know them from my first episode. They were my presenting sponsor. This is a Chicago-based company founded by a friend of mine who was told it couldn't be done. So he did it out of spite. I love that messaging. I love that branding. I'm here for it. And their candles are just really good, guys. My two favorites are suede jacket, which smells like a hug from a man in a leather jacket. I said that on my first episode and I stand by it. I burn it whenever I need that type of comfort and that type of energy. And Larry's Latte is another really hot one. You guys are telling me that you've liked it since you ordered some from the first episode. It's a really authentic smelling coffee scented candle. They all have wood wicks. They're long lasting. It's a quality product. Product, a great company, and a friend of the pod. So if you would like to check out Spike Candles, I encourage you to do so. Go to their website, spikecandleco.com, and you can actually type in the code PEAKINGPOD, all caps, at checkout and get 15% off of your purchase. Free shipping, over $50, spitecandleco.com. They're at spitecandleco on Instagram. We love Spite. Burn better sense. Hi, booze. Welcome to episode five of Peking. It's the day before my 30th birthday. I procrastinated on this episode and I told you guys that for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I told you that this episode was going to be coming a bit late. Honestly guys, I've just been having a good time and don't get me wrong, recording Peking and putting out these episodes is really fun for me, but the fun part is more so releasing the episode and hearing from all of you guys about what you thought and how it made you feel and just your reaction to the things I spoke about and the things my guests speak about. That's what's the most fun, like the day that an episode goes live. Just talking to myself for 30 minutes or so is an interesting experience and is necessary in order to get the episodes out there. But it's not necessarily my favorite part of this process. I don't hate it by any means, but it's like I have to be in the right headspace. And so I end up procrastinating a lot. I've kind of always been a procrastinator also. Ever since high school, I've been that person that leaves their work till the last minute, leaves studying for a test till the last minute. And I was always a pretty good student, so it never has scorned me that I procrastinate, so I continue to do it. I honestly feel like I'm one of those people where my best work is under pressure, and that's when I get energy and when I get inspiration, where things really feel like they're on and I'm ready to go. So yeah, this is just the way I am. I'm recording this episode the day before it goes live, and technically it goes live late from when it usually does. But I also thought it would be fun to release it 
basically at midnight on my birthday so that you'd be listening to it Friday morning if you're somebody who listens, you know, in real time as soon as they're posted and we'll get to kind of celebrate my birthday together that way. But actually the focus of the episode is really entering my 30s and looking back on my 20s and how I'm feeling about embarking on this new chapter because I am somebody who does think about life in chapters a little bit. I'm a slave to the passage of time. (laughs) And, you know, I like to reflect at these milestones. So birthdays, New Year's, even just the change of seasons. You guys get about me by now that I'm a pretty introspective person. So that stuff's kind of happening constantly in my brain. But especially at times of transition and change and the world kind of gives us these natural ebbs and flows and moments where we can pause and look back and and look ahead. And that's what I'm finding myself doing a lot these days entering 30. So that's what I'll talk about. Before I get there, I just want to give you a quick mid-season check-in. Dun-dun-dun. I don't think I've mentioned really to you guys that this is a season of peaking. This is the first season and I've planned that it's going to be eight episodes long. So this is episode five. We're halfway there. My last episode of season one is going to air at the end of August. I think it's the 26th. Is that last Thursday? And that'll be episode eight and we'll be done for a little while. I'm coming back. I'm pretty positive I'm coming back. But when I set out on this journey, I wanted to make it a enclosed amount of time so that I could hit pause and look back on a season of work, a a body of work, and figure out what went well, what didn't, what worked, what did I have fun with, what did you guys enjoy the most, and then come back with a new season that has a little more structure to it. So I'm going to need a little bit of time before I can start to do that, and that's why this season's going to close at the end of the summer. Probably not for too long, but just for enough time, maybe a month or so, where I can get my ducks in a row and figure out what does peaking look like moving forward. And honestly, what does my own life and career look like moving forward because as you guys I believe know when I started peaking it coincided with leaving my job and taking some time off and I'm going to talk a lot about that in this episode. I just want to give myself a natural pause button where I can figure all that stuff out and move forward in the way that's going to work for me. So this is our mid-season checkpoint. So this episode is just me, volume two of Just Thoughts. Let's jump right in to our chat about me turning 30. There's a lot that I want to talk about in this episode, and I'm hoping to do it in a way that flows and makes sense, but I might jump around a little bit. And honestly, that's okay with me because I'm kind of looking at this as a diary entry of a point in time that I want to remember in my life. I'm a day before turning 30. I'm really excited for my 30s. I feel very good about where I'm headed And I feel like I'm closer to the things that I've been wanting and dreaming of and that I deserve and that suit me and fit me and feel good to me than I have ever been before. And that's what you want, right? Like you just want to be making progress. Every year is better than the one before because I'm getting closer and closer to the things that I'm working for and that I'm working on and striving for. So let's take a step back for a second and I'll talk a little bit about how I look back on my 20s. My 20s were a lot of fun, a lot of growth. I think I lived them fully. I Wow, if I think about myself when I was 21 and then 24 and then 27 and then now, those are kind of like the key milestones of different versions of myself and getting better and better over time, growing more and more over time, becoming a better version of myself throughout my 20s. And I plan to do that forever. You know, it's not... 
It's not like, oh, the, my 20s were my growth and development and personal discovery years. And now that I'm 30, I know who I am and it's done. For me, it'll never be done. But a lot of it happened in my 20s. And the growth that I expect to see in my 30s will probably be a different type of growth. And the growth in my 40s will be a different type of growth. Like life throws you different things at different times. And they all build on each other to prepare you for what's next. And so I don't think the growth ever ends, but I think there was a ton of it in my 20s that will set me up for what's to come next. And I'm so excited about what's to come next because I think it's only going to get better. A lot of the ways that I grew and a lot of what I learned comes down to something that I talk about all the time on the show, trusting myself. My confidence grew a ton in my 20s and particularly in the last few years in my late 20s is when that confidence grew exponentially but even earlier than that I mean I started going to therapy when I was maybe 25 24 and I think that is something that helped me really tap into trusting myself listening to myself doing what's right for me saying no is a big thing that I've worked on in my 20s only doing things that I want to do and that serve me and that sounds selfish so let me back up I don't mean serve me like there's a prize at the end of everything I do and that's the only way I'm gonna do it of course not but I think in my 20s I did things to appease people in my early 20s especially and in my later 20s I've started to figure out that balance of only saying yes to things that really feel good to me. And that doesn't mean not doing things for other people. A lot of times what feels good to me is doing something for someone else, but it has to be, has to feel right to me. I don't want to completely give up myself as a trade-off to pleasing someone else. So saying no is something that I am only getting better at with time, something I want to carry into my 30s. And I think it applies to a million different parts of life. Anyway, so those are a lot of the things that I have worked on in my 20s and have gotten way better at, but I know are going to continue to be things that I work on moving forward. Another one that comes to mind is caring less what other people think because we just live in a world where other people's opinions are abundant and they are on a megaphone and they are everywhere that we turn with the internet and social media. And for me, I, I don't like to block those things out, but I like to not let them define me. For me, it doesn't make sense and feel true to myself to completely block it out because I am such a people person and I love to get input from others and hear about their opinions and take them into consideration innately, right? Like me being a person who has a podcast and is interested in growing a family on Instagram and a following there and, you know, who likes to engage with the world and perform to the world and entertain people. I'm naturally a person who's seeking that validation, right? Like I have to own up to that part of myself and accept it. So instead of trying to change that about myself, I'm just trying to do it in a way that is true to me so that even if what I put out there is going to be judged, I'm less attached to the judgment on the other side and I'm more attached to what I'm putting out there. I want to be proud of what I put into the world and people can take it or leave it. It's just way less reliant on other people and way more reliant on myself for my happiness. I think that's a big part of getting older and aging and growing through your 20s as well is learning that no one else can make you happy. You make yourself happy. You choose to put your time and energy into the things that are going to give back to you in a fulfilling and meaningful way. And you can't rely on anyone else to hand that to you on a silver platter. Going into 30, I have been saying this a lot to people who ask me about it. I feel younger than I ever have. <laughs> I mean, I'm always tired and I have back pain and knee pain and hangovers last for three days 
and I'm not actually like physically necessarily feeling younger, but I carry myself in a way that feels younger. I feel more carefree. I feel like I have more faith in myself, more confidence in myself. And I, while it's, I guess, common knowledge that as you get older, you become more confident. I also think we often attach the ideals of confidence and carefree and just doing whatever you want to young people, like to an 18 year old or something. And it couldn't be further from the truth, at least for myself. When I was 18, the weight of the world was on my shoulders. I felt so burdened by everything, what I needed to do at school and what my parents thought and wanted for me and what my peers thought and their judgments of me and what I read about in magazines and saw online and I I felt small and over the course of my 20s, I've worked to no longer feel that way and I've been lucky enough to be in environments that have pulled me out of feeling that way and I've thrust myself into a lot of those environments and made myself uncomfortable in order to push those boundaries and lift that weight off of my shoulders to the point where I feel way more carefree now than I ever have before and it's a beautiful thing and I don't I don't know that everyone when they get to 30 feels that way. But for me, it's what I've been able to do for myself. And there's a lot of things now that I do and ways that I interact with the world that I could have never imagined doing 10 years ago. I might have really wanted to deep down in my soul, but never thought I would actually be that person that lives so boldly. And I'm really, really proud of myself that I've gotten to a point where I do that. And it's natural almost to me. I think I'm really lucky that that's something that I've been able to find at this age and I think freeing myself of a lot of the things that I thought I was supposed to want and supposed to achieve by 30 has really helped me get here. There's a lot of pressure around 30 as an age. I think that pressure particularly exists and is more palpable amongst women but I know that it exists for men as well. Just the idea that you need to have everything figured out by this time. Great job, great relationship, maybe getting married, maybe starting to have kids. I don't feel that I am ready for that because I'm still investing in me and that's okay. That's actually exactly what I should be doing right now. I feel more in alignment with myself and what I should be doing than I ever have before. And if I had stayed thinking the way I was thinking when I was 25 and when I was in a relationship and when I was kind of just doing the stuff that everybody does without questioning it, then I would be in a much different place today and I am so glad that I'm not. For me, that's not my journey. And I feel really empowered by the fact that I'm entering 30 with none of those things. I don't have a job right now and that's by choice. I don't have a relationship right now. I don't know if that's by choice or not, but I'm completely fine with it. I'm completely at peace with it. I'm not stressed about nailing that down anytime soon. It'll happen when it happens. And actually, I think I am almost like meant to be single and meant to be on my own right now so that I can figure out the career stuff I have going on so that I can figure out, do I even want kids? So that I can figure out all this stuff so that, you know, when I find a person to compliment my life, that's exactly what they are. They're a compliment. I'm really glad that I'm at a place where I can consciously enter partnerships and think in those ways and represent myself. I'm just not interested in choosing the things that everyone else automatically chooses Because if it's happening automatically, then are you even choosing it?
even if I decide I want to go back to a corporate job, making good money, going to an office nine to five, and I want to get married, and I want to have kids, and I want to move to the suburbs, and whatever, that's all great. There's no shade. There's no shame. And if you're doing that, and you, it's what you want, and you know it's what you want, great. And I'm happy for you that you've gotten to the point where you know that, and you're now achieving that for yourself. But for me, I just needed to challenge that, and needed to challenge whether that's what I want, instead of just falling into it because so many other people are doing it. And I think there's probably more people out there who can learn from that type of outlook. So this is never passing judgment on anyone else's path. I just want to make that crystal clear. I'm just sharing my experience and my story and the way that I think about these things. And I hope that it can help someone else and be beneficial for them. I actually feel mentally and emotionally like way ahead. I feel like the way that I live my life has put me way ahead of if I had settled into the norms that are fed to me. I think if I had done that, then I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be as happy. I'm so glad that that didn't pan out. I'm so glad this is something I see on Instagram all the time. I'm so glad I didn't end up with what I thought I wanted because wow, now I realize it's not what I wanted at all. And I needed the space to figure that out. And not everybody gets that. And I'm really glad that something in the universe shook and was like, for Jessica, this is not what it is. So even though by other people's metrics, I might be behind, I feel like for myself, I'm right on track, if not ahead, if not like really onto something unique and special and right for me. And that's a really cool feeling. I'm honestly free falling. I'm surrendering to what happens. What happens when I don't have a job? What happens when I'm not so stressed about work, so stressed about staying on the path that everybody else is on and everybody else has told me is valuable. That goes to relationships and dating and marriage and children and settling down and all of that too. What happens when I let go of chasing those things and I just see what comes to me when I am authentically myself? So I'm kind of a nomad. I'm kind of a wanderer right now, but it's in the right direction. It's getting me closer to the right path. I know it. My friend always reminds me of a quote that it feels good to be lost in the right direction and that's completely how I feel. So even though I don't even know what I'm going to be doing in three months and if I had for example stayed at my last job I would know exactly what I could be doing for the next several years. I feel a lot better now not knowing. All right. With the last bit of this episode, I wanted to do something kind of different where I'm going to answer questions that the fam submitted on Instagram. So that came from you all from my booze. I got maybe 10 questions total. Some of them didn't exactly fit into the episode or I've already addressed in the upfront section. So if I don't specifically call out your question, I either have talked about it already in in the upfront or I may have called it out on Instagram and just responded to it directly online. Otherwise, I wanted to address the other ones. I'll keep it kind of short and sweet. And a lot of these things are going to be topics that I cover in the future in more depth. But, you know, I wanted to just talk to you guys more directly a little bit and see what it is that you're interested in hearing about turning 30, looking back on your 20s, getting older, growing up, becoming an adult, quote unquote, even though I never feel like an adult. Okay, let's jump in. So one question reads, are your 30s better than your 20s because you have money and wisdom? What are your thoughts on that? Yes is the easy answer, but money is a very small part of the equation in my opinion. I mean, as you guys know, and as I've been talking about this whole episode, I'm not currently making money. Do I have money saved up that is helping me to, you know, live a certain lifestyle and live comfortably and I planned all that? Yes, but money is 
a very small part of the equation in terms of your 30s being better than your 20s. I think the majority of the reason that your 30s could be better is that you're growing over time and you're collecting that wisdom over time. And so every year is better than the one before it and the ones before that. That's just how I live my life is every year is your best year yet. Not to say anybody's doing it wrong, but if you're doing it right, in my view, that's the right way to do it is every every year gets better because you're taking what you got the year before and building on it. And building is what feels good in life, right? Like building yourself, building your life, building relationships, building anything that you want. It's all about building it up. Next question, also kind of money related. What do you value spending money on now versus in your late 20s versus in your early 20s? Okay. In my early 20s, I didn't really think very much about how I was spending money. So clothes, cheap clothes from Forever 21 and places like that. And, you know, alcohol and Chipotle. Those are probably like the main things I spent money on in my early 20s. Late 20s, I started to make more legitimate amounts of money in my late 20s. And a big hobby for me was makeup in probably from age like 25 to 27 or something. I was really big into watching YouTube tutorials of makeup influencers and beauty gurus and whatever they call it. And I would buy like, oh my God, so many products that they recommended. It was stupid. So I spent a lot of money on makeup. The amount of money that I spent at Sephora in like 2017 is a number that I'll take to the grave with me. I don't spend that much money on makeup now. I know some of you are listening and you're like, Jess, you still love skincare and makeup and all that. Yes, but I don't spend as much on it. I restock what I have and what I need when I run out of it, but I'm not buying willy-nilly like every product on the market to try it because I'm just over it at that at this point. So that's my makeup spiel. <laughs> um, and also in my late 20s, I'd say I spent a lot of money on expensive dinners, events, travel. I still will be spending money on those things, but maybe a little bit more selectively. I think that COVID had a big influence on how I'm selective about that type of thing and also just influenced me to cook more at home or to be less focused on my meals as my main like social event. So yeah, but expensive dinners were big for me in my mid to late 20s too. It was like something that became a hobby for a little while. Okay, and now, what do I value spending money on? Investing in myself, baby. That's what it all comes back to. So obviously, like I mentioned, I saved up to be able to take this time off because that's what I needed personally. That's what I needed professionally. That's what I needed to set up my life moving forward. I am thinking about how I might invest money into this podcast to make it grow even more and turn it into a small business potentially. I, when it comes to material things, don't get me wrong, I still spend money on those things, but it's more about like making myself feel good and not just a quick fix, uh, a cheap thrill. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's less about cheap thrills. So for clothes, it's very focused on like what clothing do I like that will make me feel most confident instead of just the random trendy thing that I want to have for the party on Saturday. I also love to buy things for my space, like my home, home decor. Home goods is the best store ever. And I think that's important because the space that you surround yourself with, in my view, has an impact on your mood and your outlook on life. I keep my apartment really clean. I also keep it really cute. And that's something I'm willing to spend some money on. I recently started paying for a cleaning service once a month, and that's been a huge game changer. And then finally, 
like interests of mine that make me happy and make me feel fulfilled. So I love going to comedy shows and a lot of times I don't necessarily have like a go-to person that's always going to want to go with me. So I'll just buy two tickets to a show that I know is coming up in however many months for a comedian I really want to see and I don't know who's going to get the second ticket at the time that I buy it. But I buy it and I plan on going and I plan on finding a friend or someone to take with me to that show. Sometimes I'll even go alone also, by the way. So those are the things I spend money on now. Next question was about worrying about your career in your 20s and does it get easier? It does get easier, but I think career, it's work, right? So you're always gonna, it's always gonna be not the most fun thing in the world. It's work. Even people who work on things that they love, they're still working. They're not laying on a beach all the time. There's still stressors that come up. So I think we all need to be a little bit realistic about reminding ourselves it's work and it's never going to be a breeze and a walk in the park. Like, I don't really know if I buy into the whole, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life thing. I think to do what you love, you have to actually work really hard. It's really hard to get to a place where you can sustain your lifestyle and make money to support yourself and do that without working. So I don't know. I don't love that. Um, idiom. All of that being said, late 20s or 30s, you have a better handle on what matters to you career-wise. You understand what your priorities and values are a little bit more. And so you can tailor your career towards those things. So if you value money versus time versus work-life balance versus benefits versus the people at your job versus the content of what you actually do. There's a whole kind of equation probably that someone could create of all those different factors in choosing a career and choosing a job. And I think as you work a little bit and work at different jobs throughout your 20s or in different roles, you start to learn what you like and what you don't like, what makes you feel better and what makes you feel worse. And then you can kind of mix all those things together to figure out, okay, what's the right path for me? that has more of the good things than the bad things for me personally. So I always think it's based on priorities, knowing and recognizing that nothing's going to be perfect and it's always going to be work. So I hope that answers the question. All right. I think that those were the main questions I wanted to answer on the pod itself. Thank you guys for submitting them. I will continue to do these types of Q&As if you like them. Also, I want you to know that in an upcoming episode, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the career topic itself so I hope that'll be interesting and informative and just resonate with you guys because I have a lot more that I can share there on kind of what my journey's been not just what I'm doing right now and I think that's all for today so hope you have a great Jess's birthday (laughs) or a great whatever day it is when you're listening to this thanks for being here and celebrating with me thanks for listening to my rambles as always and Peace and blessings, my booze. Love y'all. If you want more peeking, make sure you're subscribed so you get notified whenever a new episode goes live. You can find peeking on pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. Bonus points if you rate and leave a review. That would really mean a lot to me. And finally, follow peeking on Instagram at peeking podcast. I'm there every day and I'd love to hear from you. That's all. Thanks, fam. Ugh, I wanted to shake my iced coffee, but it's the ice has mostly melted. It just sounds like a sad, wet mess. <laughs> so I'll stop doing that now.